0: welcome to between x and z a dad and his daughter's podcast i'm roger i'm the dad and i represent gen x
1: and i'm tori i'm the daughter and i'm representing generation z over here at between x and z podcast we're a one take no edits podcast discussing all range of topics from religion to what's trending on twitter those conversations you wish you could have with your dad roger and i will have them for you and we're putting them on the internet Settle back and grab a snack and enjoy this episode of Between X and Z. You literally told me you were going to start the episode before we started recording, y'all, and he points at me and just stares.
0: Already, you are at level 20 in your (laughs) volume. Oh my gosh. It's like we do a whole sound check at the beginning, at the sound check at the beginning, and it's like you are at level 400. Good. Okay.
1: We've got people's attention.
0: Welcome to Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger. I'm the Dad.
1: I'm Tori and I'm the daughter.
0: And this is a relational podcast, right?
1: Relational. That's a good that's a psychology word. You really just busted out your psychology <laughs> degree you got there. That's right,
0: buddy. Going for it.
1: Dad, I am filled with so much rage right now and so many thoughts already. First oh. of all, I have a new segment. I've decided I'm going to try lots of different segments Tori. this season until I find one that sticks. Okay. This next one, this, wait, I shouldn't say this next one. This one this week is called Tori's Current Obsession.
0: Tori's Current Obsession? Yeah. Yeah. Does and you can, ha-
1: we can make it your current obsession too, so you feel <coughs> included.
0: Okay, we can do that. But okay, this is, this like,
1: is really just a space hey, for me to talk about the things that I'm like really into right now. You know, now. we
0: really ought to pretend like we're trying to do some modicum level of professionalism with this podcast, that, don't you think?
1: No. I do not think. Okay. okay, so
0: what episode is this for?
1: I I don't. Dad, we, we've I just done show, three I
0: episodes know. in a row. This is a, a record for us.
1: I know. I'm honestly really surprised that we're still doing this, but we're just <laughs> trying to get the people what
0: they want. Hey, we're getting some great
1: feedback. We are. We love all of you. Thank you for entertaining our delusions and listening p- to us.
0: And please like and subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, guys.
1: I really have lots of things I'd like to get for the podcast, monetary wise. And so the more people that <laughs> listen means the more things we can buy.
0: In other words, dad will be writing a check. Yes. Okay, so... um,
1: Tori's current obsession.
0: What is your current obsession, Miss Tori? Oh my
1: gosh, guys. So I got recommended a nude pot... A nude... Oh my God! <laughs> a well, new put pod- the explicit tag on this Dad podcast. Dad told me that one. He just really wants the explicit tag for one of these episodes. and I may have just accidentally. So you got done a
0: it. nude podcast? No,
1: well, that's not even a thing because like you wouldn't be able to see them even if they were nude. Anyways, yes, thank God. Anyways, what was I gonna say? Okay, I'm Spotify recommended this new podcast that has been going on for a while, but they just dropped a new season, and it's by The Ringer, and I don't really know a lot about them. So if they're like bad or like something, I'm really sorry, guys. I'm just waiting, Dad, for the episode until we get canceled, and I'm honestly really surprised that we're four episodes in and we haven't gotten canceled yet, so each episode, I'm expecting it to be our last, because I'm just assuming we're going to say something not knowing and going to get canceled. Anyways, so The Ringer is, like, from my, like, 30 seconds of Googling is, like, a podcast or... It's, like, a media... I don't even... I'm looking at he knows more about this than I do, but, like, it's, like, it's not, like, a media organization, but it, like, hosts different podcasts, so it's, like, a media corporation... And so, they have this podcast under, like, the umbrella of The Ringer called Every Single Album, and oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. I don't even know who are the people. I think one of the guys, like, his name's Nathan, he's a co-host, so it's a guy and a girl, and then Nathan is the dude, and he used to, like, help run Ticketmaster and some other stuff, and so he, like, knows the music industry, and I don't know who the girl is, but, like, she's chill, but... What they do is they take an artist and they go through their entire discography. Disco- is that a thing, Dad? Disco-
0: discography. Discography.
1: I think close it, enough. They go through all their albums and they essentially they talk about like their rise to fame and like what went into all the writers on the album. They break down all the songs like musically and lyrically. And so, do you want to know why I got recommended this podcast, Dad? Why? Because right now, they're covering One Direction, and for the next two months, <sighs> leading up to Harry Styles' no. album launch on May 20th, Harry's house.
0: Oh, my gosh. Dad, it is very, it's a oh very big deal. Oh, my gosh. Dad,
1: it's a very big deal. I know. Thank you for just kind of feeding into that excitement.
0: And this is called... What's the name of this it's podcast? It's called Every
1: Single Album. And so, Dad, okay, do you want to know even the better part? So, right now, they just released yesterday's episode was their like, One Direction's fourth album for... Right? And so once they finish Midnight Mem- Not Midnight Memories, I'm so sorry guys. Made in the A.M., which is their fifth and final studio album, they're going to individually talk about each week leading up to the release of Harry's new album, each one of the guys' solo work and all their different albums. It's a very big deal what's happening. So are we, well, talking, anyways, about,
0: are we talking about One Direction or Harry Styles or both?
1: Both. We're talking about both, Dad, because Harry Styles he came was out in, of- He came was out in one Direction. one Direction. Yes. Okay. So it's like everyone's origin story and then like leading up to all the different people's like solo work because Harry's album is coming out on May 20th. I
0: wonder if new kids on the block are Dad, still doing uh, no, anything. No, we're
1: done with No, <laughs> absolutely not. But anyways, so the, one of the best, better parts about this is I started looking in their past seasons. Right. Dad.
0: Oh, my gosh. They
1: have one about every single Taylor Swift album. They've, colored, they've <sighs> covered Taylor Swift. They've covered Adele. They've covered Olivia Rodrigo. Frank
0: Sinatra. Dad,
1: you just showed your age. You just proved the fact that you were the Gen X representative. You know, we
0: have a lot of Gen X listeners. So Actually, that's kind of true. Frank Probably Sinatra Sinatra's is them. the man.
1: Well, Dad, I don't really feel like they're going to cover Frank Sinatra, but you could write in and suggest that.
0: Harry Connick Jr.?
1: Mm, that is your man. That's your Harry Styles. <gasps> we each have our own. Ha- oh my gosh, we each have our own Harry Dad. That's. We should make T-shirts. That was. That's so cool.
0: We're gonna title this episode "Why Tori Did All the Talking."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dad, this is why it's my current obsession. I'm wow. so into this podcast. It's called Every Single Album.
0: Look at every it up, y'all. single album. That's that's cool.
1: It is. I feel like you'd actually kind of like it. You'd understand why I, I'm obsessed. I with I think I probably Harry.
0: would. Yeah and Absolutely.
1: honestly Nile too. I'm actually honestly One Direction is like my thing. When it's really tragic cuz when they broke up when they broke up in 2015, it was getting so much media hype. I like finally started listening to their music and I realized I actually listened to a lot of their albums beforehand and I really got into them after they broken up. So dad, it's my dream to see them perform okay. together again okay. before Absolutely. I die.
0: Well, you know, uh, I think you know, we are—we do have a somewhat serious topic for the podcast for today, and I think we have a story from dinner which will oh, lead right into gosh, guys. our 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 theme for this podcast, and that is why was Tori bawling and crying at dinner well, over somebody she doesn't even know.
1: First of all, I'm just a very empathetic person.
0: <laughs> so, so, so let me lay down. Let me so. Uh one of the things we wanted to talk about today on the podcast was what are some things that Gen Z daughters wish their Gen X dads knew about them? Just would would yes. know or or would understand or could realize about them, yes. right? Okay. And so we're at dinner today and uh my wife was sharing a story about a bunch of kids that came in for prom. She's and,
1: picking up dinner at this restaurant.
0: Yeah, she's picking up dinner at this restaurant, mm-hmm. and she came back, and she said, oh, there was a group of nine kids that came oh. in for prom, you know, four couples and one girl. I can't, I, I, I've i discovered I can't even describe her, because I don't know what the political correct terms are. Oh, my gosh,
1: are. Dad. It's not that big of a deal. She was a little bit of a bigger size, and, okay. like, it was kind of what Mom was describing, and she was sitting by, not by herself, but, like there were these four couples and then she was just sitting there and mom's like you could obviously tell she was very uncomfortable and i asked like well did you at least tell her that she looked pretty like did she look okay like you know like what was up with homegirl and mom was like well she pr- looked like she cried off all of her makeup and then i just like started bawling guys multiple times at the dinner table as i found you out did. More videos, i was like what like bawling and you don't i don't even cry that girl. often i don't cry that often i like start hysterically bawling at the dinner table
0: and so why is that
1: I just, first of all, okay, it's a multitude of reasons that I will probably start bawling on this podcast, which will be really good for our ratings. So I'm honestly, <laughs> I'll do it for the content. Oh,
0: goodness. What? I don't want to touch a, touch just, a point, okay. but I, I, I am curious. See, the whole point of this podcast is so that my generation, Gen X, dads can understand their daughters. And it's a very foreign concept for me. You just, I know that you're a caring person but you don't even know this person yet you were you are obviously deeply touched by what mom said about this girl
1: I was not deeply touched. I was so horrified and upset for her that it moved me to tears. And like I said, I don't cry that often. I think it was a multitude of reasons. Like, because I'm all about like airing my personal tea on the internet, let's just dive into it. So firstly, (laughs) like I never had a date in high school. I never had a date to a dance, like never. And obviously, like I went to a pretty unique high school experience. Shout out to the homies that listen to this that know about my high school experience. I went to a pretty small high school my entire life. And like, I had a big friend group and i had like a good group of girls so i always like went with like groups of friends so i never like okay like i don't want people to think i was like like sad and alone through high school like i had friend groups you know what i mean but i like no like no guy ever asked me out on a date i never got asked like to a dance even as like friends and stuff like guys like never approached me which is like i think why and why do you think that is well okay well I don't know. I could say a multitude of things that would probably get me in trouble. Okay. But I think one of them is, like, people told me, like, for... I'm like, okay, so for for some continuity sake, if you've listened to our last episode, you right. know that I'm an otter lion. Not that that defines your personality, but just gives you some context. Yep. So I'm a pretty social person, but I'm also a pretty... What's the I don't want to say intimidating, but I feel like people tell me like I'm a super intimidating person just because I'm super like blunt and like to the point. But like I'm pretty social, so I'm just kind of out there. Like you know when I'm in the room, I guess is more what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so because of so that, you
0: scared all the guys. Yeah,
1: no, essentially yeah. Which like I'm okay with because that means I did not have to deal with any fools throughout high school. But also at the same time, you know you're dressed up in your pretty dress. You're like got yep. your makeup done. You've got like you know like your stuff on. And, you know, sometimes you just want to be admired by males and, like, you just want that male affirmation. I don't know why I am upset that it's, like, ingrained into our female genetic code that we want male affirmation. It enrages me. But, I mean, like, you read, I, like, love to read. So you read all these books growing up, you watch all these movies, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, Hollywood just sells us this lie that your high school experience, like, needed to look a certain way. And I just felt like I never got that. And so that just like struck a chord in me because I was like I knew what it was like to never been asked out on a date to never have like okay had a date to a dance and even ugh, it just it makes me so upset like even just thinking about that of like just like and it wasn't like it wasn't my mom as well but just the way that my mom was describing the situation of that she was just a little bit bigger and I hate it is a like something that enrages me when people like disqualify women because of like a bigger size like that is something that like gets me so fired up so quickly like once again like we could probably do a whole podcast episode on like female body image in the 21st century right but it's just and and it's getting better and i'm super i'm like i am so proud of my generation for really pioneering like kind of how we talk about body image and i think that the body positivity movement and even the body neutrality movement dad's like looking at me like i've got four heads he doesn't know any of those things mean But, like, the body positivity movement and the body neutrality movement has really been pioneered by my generation or, like, younger millennials. And so I'm super proud of that. But we still have a long way to go in those spheres. And so just seeing that, like, some poor girl was, like, having a really sad and alone night due to, like, maybe societal standards or just different stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Like, Like, I just could feel. And obviously, like, it's been a couple years since I've been in high school. So I'm not super far removed but i was just like taken aback i was like i know what it's like to go home alone or watch people that are together you know what i mean i just all oh, my heart just went out for her okay i don't want people feeling sad for me guys i was so <laughs> i had such a good time in high school like i was i was so pretty not uh, that makes me sound arrogant but you know what mm. i mean like I I don't remember him feeling sad for me. Like I had a great high school experience. You know what I mean? Sure. But I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I appreciate my fiance so much. Wesley is he's yeah. never once been intimidated and you, by him. And me. you
0: found you found a wonderful everything guy. everything worked
1: out for me. You found
0: a wonderful guy. You guys yes. are engaged, and uh, I couldn't have been more happy with with your fiance. And yeah, absolutely. So. I can tell, so it definitely touched a nerve. It definitely struck home somewhere. It's
1: just so sad. I also yeah. feel like people disqualify women so often because of their size. I was actually having a conversation recently with a really close friend of mine who, um, I feel like I've mentioned this maybe on the podcast before, but I came, I come from a theater background. I'm sure that's really shocking for any of you listening that <laughs> I have major theater kid of energy. Course. Like, I've done theater. I did theater for almost a decade. I did over 20 shows. Like, that's, like, not that many in, like, the theater right. world. But, I mean, I was heavily involved. It was my life. And and so, and I obviously don't do professional theater much to my chagrin. I think that's a word. Into my adulthood. But I love it. And I'm so obsessed with it. And I follow it. Like, like talking about the theater shows is, like, what most people talk about, like, the NFL lineup. Like, that is what me and my friends do. So, like, we're very involved still in that world, even though we don't do it and i was recently having a conversation with uh-huh. one of my friends about how body size and your like and stuff like that is a reason why like women often don't get parts in shows and that makes me so mad yeah. that like sure. i just i rage about it when i talk about it the fact that we have so many talented women that Deserve parts, but because of maybe we have this cookie cutter image of what a woman's supposed to look like, right? Or like you know what I mean? And, and that, and they don't get and, parts,
0: and that's perpetuated from Hollywood down. Oh, one hundred percent. Now that is starting to change slowly, yeah. but it, it's a hundred years of movies oh, and for TV sure. and all of that. You know, yeah. I mean, just watch any runway carpet, watch any award ceremony, watch any Hollywood gathering. Yeah, it, it is. Quote unquote the most beautiful those people aren't normal it's the most beautiful people yeah. the, the, the the whatever you know, yeah, and they're not the most beautiful people there's some beautiful people that are just everyday normal people yeah you know, and I think you were i, I don't think I know that you were beautiful, Tori, and you Thank are you, beautiful Thank you, and uh, you know um i'm I'm very glad that you didn't get involved in the messing of dating. Oh, my gosh. The, the mess the of dating in high school. The best thing I ever
1: did was not date in high school. That was by choice, too. That was by choice. Yeah,
0: because you definitely had suitors. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: I guess I shouldn't say that. Yeah. That was definitely by choice. Yeah, I was actually recently, since you're talking about Hollywood, I was watching an interview. So Wesley and I have recently got up into the step-up dance movies. We're, like, obsessed with them, and they're, like, <laughs> terrible and old, but, like, we're very into, like, break-dancing movies right now. I love
0: dancing movies, and I love to dance.
1: Oh, you should see what he's doing, guys, right now. we
0: gotta get us some, We got to get us some cameras, Yeah, I know. Man. Lots, of, lots
1: of people need to like and subscribe. But yep, anyway, cameras I was so watching, we can do a
0: YouTube channel. I
1: know. I was watching this interview with Channing Tatum, who is considered to be, like— an like, this is the only verbiage I have for it. He's considered to be, like, a sex icon in our culture. Like, you know what I mean? He's done all these different movies. He's a part of the Ma- Magic, Mike, Magic Mike franchise, which I've never personally seen. But you know what I mean? Like, he's sure. just considered to be, like, the it guy. And he's actually, like, pretty down to earth from what I've seen from interviews. And he was talking um, in this interview with Kelly Clarkson, who I adore. I love Kelly Clarkson. And he was saying she was asking him about his training for his new Magic Mike movie that he he has coming out. And he tells her it was so interesting, his response. He he told her he's like, yeah, Um, because they put up a picture of him. You know, I mean, he's got like 12 sets of abs like he's so ripped and she's like yeah and she goes aren't you excited for your new magic mike movie and she's like how's training going for it and he points to the picture and he's like that's almost why i didn't do the third movie because i have to look like that and he goes it's he goes that's unrealistic and unhealthy and he just started talking about like the un- uh, the unhealthy and unrealistic body like image standards that we've set for women but also for men in hollywood and for men in general and he was sure. like he goes it's my job to train all day to look like that and I still can hardly look like that. And he goes, so I don't know why we expect the average person who works a nine to five, who's a mom, who's a dad, to try to look like that. And I just thought that was so interesting that he, that he was talking about. He's like, this is my full-time job, and I still struggle to work like that. Like Henry Cavill's talked about before he's done shirtless scene that he goes on a water fast and doesn't drink water for the three days leading up to it. Like, it's insane, people. It is so fake. And fakeness just grates at me. So sorry, yeah. I just went on a. That was Tori's tangent for the podcast.
0: <laughs> so, so what what would be your thoughts? What's your advice to Gen Z girls out there who, you know, are battling the whole the whole deal, the whole body image situation and the culture that perpetuates it?
1: Baby, you got to rock what you got. That's what that's what I'm going to tell you. And I say that as somebody that's dying. It's so true, though, ladies. It's so so true, especially. dad's just dying at me it's true though you gotta
0: rock what you got got, i mean i had
1: something else to say but i we weren't recording when i said it so we're just gonna leave it at that but no it's so true you gotta rock what you got and i'm talking about um i mean i talked about the body positivity and the body neutrality movement that our generations pioneered that's done a lot of stuff for maybe uh, more mid-size people like me or maybe more plus size people but we've swung the pendulum so far that we've left out women who are Maybe thinner, you know what I mean? Her thinking, well, now if, if the dream is to have curves, a big butt, and big boobs, and, like, if I'm super thin, you know what I mean? And i right. am I not the dream? So I just say, ladies, we're being sold a lie through social media, through Hollywood. Don't buy it. That is one of the biggest attacks on our generation is, is that. You got to rock what you got, whether yep. you got... Whether you got a lot or whether you got not, you better rock what you got because only you can rock you. I'm so serious. That's like, and this is how we get canceled. Ooh. I'm so serious, ladies. I think it's great. You I are your own great. worst critic. You are your own worst critic. So do not listen to yourself when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. And surround yourself with people who oh will lift. Gosh. Who will lift you? Who lift and not lean.
1: I have the best group of hype ladies. Dad's dying right now because like this is probably 20 minutes into our podcast already. But I have the best group of hype women. Shout out to my women, Lena, Becca, Harley. Only some of them listen to the podcast. They know who they are. (laughs) Best group of hype ladies out there. You need to surround yourself with powerful women who are not insecure themselves. Because I think one of the most, when you have a group of women that build each other up and do not tear each other down, that's a group that can change the world.
0: Awesome, and that's awesome. my
1: rant on why I love women. I'm done now. Okay, there. Well,
0: well, that that kind of segues us. I don't mind if this episode's a little bit longer because it's an important topic for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I asked you the question. I said, uh, "What are some things you know um, that that you think is important for a Gen Z girl to be that she wished her Gen X dad knew? You know, or, or just even let's just go across the board." Dads and daughters, right? Yes. What are some things that you think daughters wish that their dad that their dads knew or, or what do they need from what what is a what, what does a daughter need from their dad? Those kind of things, okay? Yes. So share some of those with me.
1: Yes. I don't I want to be like super sensitive to like people who are listening to that, like, and who are listening to different stuff like this. So we might be just talking about some heavier topics. So if that's something that you maybe are in a space to handle, like, yeah. we totally- don't,
0: w- we, we don't want to trigger a really bad yeah. emotional so, response. And that's
1: just us kind of me giving that kind of warning now that tune yep. in next week will kind of be back with a lighter episode. So I just kind of wanted to give that space kind of that precursor um, for that. But I've a, I've got a list of things. Okay. We already hit one of them, which was body image, which I just went on a 20-minute rant with, I'm sure. Yeah, but
0: we, we, I think we hit that pretty solid. Yes.
1: So my first one, which is pretty all-encompassing, and I think there will be a couple more that kind of – a lot of them fit into this one. And it sounds like a really simple statement, but I kind of have some bullets that go with that. And I feel like you do – you and Mom both do a pretty good job with this. So this is, like, not – these are not like digs at my father. Is what I want. Like, what I want to want to let the people know. It's just having this conversation.
0: But but if I can improve and be oh, better, I'll give I you want that to. feedback. Yeah. Don't worry, Dad. I know you will, dear.
1: <laughs>
0: I know you will.
1: So something that I think Gen X fathers or people Gen X can better understand about Gen Z is we live in a radically different world than you guys do, and that needs to be understood in a multitude of levels. And so I think one of the best examples of that, and I mean, this is because I'm currently like going through it. And so I'm, a, I've got a little bit of a bias kind of with this topic, but sorry, dad was like making a face at me. So I didn't know no, what he was doing. I was doing. just
0: wiping my mouth. Sorry, I was just make- making sure
1: you weren't giving me like a super secret signal or something no, like that. Anyways. No. So I think one of the best is like examples of that. We live in a radically different world. So I turned 20 in June. We should do a birthday episode for me. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I just got really excited. We could eat cake while we film. Oh, my gosh. We're so doing that. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. So, kind of thinking about that. I turned 20 in June. I was born in 2002. Um, I was born... In the aftermath of 9-11, our country right. was at war. And so, you know, that just brings into a whole lot. I started, sc- like, I started kind of elementary school during the the 2008 housing market crash. So our economy was horrific. Yep. Um, and then, you know, kind of things kind of take an upswing, different things like that. We kind of have some, like, stuff going on in the world. But... The rise of social media. We are the first generation who have ever been surrounded this much. We're the most well connected generation, but we're also the most isolated generation. Like social wow. media, this rise of social media and all that. Sure. And everything that that brings. And then my senior year of high school in 2020, you know, you get ready to make this awesome transition to young adulthood, you know what I mean? Doing all the things. We have a global pandemic and the world shuts down. And that goes on for two years. So during kind of the most important transition and pinnacle part of, Your chapters into adulthood went horrifically wrong for everyone in my generation. Whether even maybe you were graduating high school, maybe you were entering high school, maybe you were graduating college—kind of in that time frame of kind of for the young adults. No matter if you're in that young adult range, the last two years probably hit at a horrible time. Okay, and so I think that's something that. And I don't say that as an excuse for anything, but more as an explanation of... I was talking about it with with mom recently of... Like, I really haven't been satisfied with my college experience. And once again, like movies, Hollywood, I was like, I feel like I got sold this like idea that like college is going to be, everyone says college is the best four years of your life. All my teachers told me that, like I had older, like older family and just everyone around me was like, college is going to be awesome. And my first two years of college, I've been horrible. Like all of my close friends have hated college. My brother has hated college. And I was kind of talking to someone about that. And I was like, what's wrong with us? You know what I mean? Like, why aren't we enjoying this? And um, Mom was talking to me and she goes, Tori, you forget that you graduated in your first two years of college. I've been in a global pandemic where you weren't allowed to see people at the start Had to week, wear masks everywhere you wear went. Mask so you don't actually know what people look like. When I did a semester at a public university, when I transitioned, I've gone to three universities so far. So I've had quite the collegiate journey. I still don't know what my teacher looks like or any of my classmates in my classes that I did at the public university. Like, yeah that's yeah. weird that's so wrong especially as human beings we're created to be social creatures like that is not okay you know what i mean and so just stuff like that and if we just live in a like we live in a vastly different world like i'm ge- re- getting ready to get married and rent is insane guys and i'm not complaining but like let's be real here and we don't live like in a crazy expensive city like where we're located like rent is insane like the co- like the cost of a house is insane Wesley and I like we're like into it and we're like we can't pay $250,000 for something in a terrible part of town that has like mold in half the house you know what I mean but that's what they're asking it's just stuff like that that I'm like it is like they've done statistics of Like the cost of college, like student loans in 1970 and 80 versus 2020. Like it's just astronomically different. And so I think there's a lot of, and I don't necessarily feel this as much as maybe others in my generation, but I feel like there's a lot of bitterness towards older generations for towards that, because I think there's sometimes a lack of recognition of the world is so different. And I think there's a lot of bitter, bitterness and resentment that maybe has built up over time towards that because they're like, well, it's not just as simple as getting a college degree and getting a job. You know what I mean? Or right. because now when you get a college degree or you have your bachelor's, they still want three to five years of experience for this job. You know what so, I mean? So,
0: so let me interject here and and from a Gen X perspective and ask, and ask a question. Just ask a question. So with that being said, number one, recognizing that that's happened. Yeah. Number two, what can we as dads do? What can we do? What do you need from us to help you through that journey?
1: I think one thing that I've been really lucky through you and mom and even through my fiance's family um, is this is not like a really weird thing. Learning how to handle and talk about money appropriately. Like that is such a big thing because one, like I, I don't want to like butcher the statistic to make it sound more dramatic, but I think the average young adult like in my generation has an average of like a hundred thousand dollars in student debt it's something ridiculous like that like it's like it's like eighty to a hundred thousand dollars of student debt wow and that's at like when you're 22 years old you have that hanging over your head and then you're told hey go get a job or hey you know you know what i mean like just go get a house like what's the big deal because things compile so i think something that i feel lucky in is i know you and mom like my parents have instilled you and mom have instilled such a hard work ethic in me um, that I worked all throughout high school, I've worked all throughout college that, and like I don't say this in a bragging way, but my student debt is next to none because of that. Right. And I'm really lucky with my fiance's family of they like just do a lot with finances and so they've helped Wesley and I really navigate stuff really well. But I'm in the minority of that. Yeah. And so I think really, and like really but at the
0: same time too, I think that you'll be equipped to help lead your generation, and that's our hope. That's and, a really big and, thing and for Leslie and I. And some of those things, yeah. As well. So I
1: definitely think talking about finances, and just and not and not in a fearful way either. Of oh, it's gonna be till you're 35 that you're gonna be dealing with this. You know what I mean? I think really educating your 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 people, your younger people, on out of the box ways to get passive income and different things like that, right. and kind of kind of navigate of we live in such a crazy world that you don't need a college degree to get a job. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, like, exa- there well, are different pathways to, to make income. Yes. And I sometimes don't feel like that's necessarily recognized yes. or the jobs that you don't need a college degree for, are maybe looked down upon. You know what I mean? I know
0: exactly what you're saying, but I would, and I would argue that uh, with you to say that for men and women, not just men, but men and women, if you really want to have a great jump on life, Get involved in a trade. Yes, make yourself marketable. go. Go become an electrician. Go to plumber school. Go yeah. to go to project manage, management school. Go get go to go to construction. Learn how to frame yeah. houses. You know those those are amazing things where you can earn money while you learn and get certified and get a degree. Be a yeah. be a construction worker. I mean, we, our whole family. We've got yeah. our my whole side of the family. Uh, you know, learn to operate a piece of equipment. Those kind of things. Those are. High demand always. Or if you're
1: like me who hates manual labor, things like photography, videography, yes. social media, like yeah. websites like Fiverr, you can make great money yeah,
0: absolutely. doing things
1: that you're passionate about.
0: Okay. So let's get on. So that's one. Yeah, Let, so let's do maybe two more. Okay.
1: Hmm. Well, this one's a little bit, this one, I don't even know if this, I'll maybe, I'll circle back to that one. Maybe I'll end on that one. Okay. Um, I think social media is a big one. A big, okay. big one. And I feel like we've talked about it a little bit, but social media is harped on so much by your guys' generation, and I get it to an extent, but phones are not the root of all evil. I hate, I hate to burst that bubble, but they are evil, you know what I mean? Like, stuff existed way before we had social media and phones, um, and so I think recognizing actually the value that social media can bring into into our lives well and i think something that my generation needs to learn is how to have a healthy balance with it so i was right. like i'm not on social media right now and i like like social media i like i like instagram i live a lot of my friends live out of state like it's a great way to stay connected to your friends but i like realized about a month ago i was like i have a really unhealthy and toxic relationship with social media i was like and so i just deleted it off of all my phones and i like don't have like it's not on my phone like right. i don't check it but social media is not as bad as I think older generations may get out to be. Like, I've got a really good well, I friend. Th- I
0: think, oh, no, go ahead. No, so I've it. just
1: got a really good friend who I, I've seen kind of the behind the scenes of it, where she's considered an influencer. Like, she's got a pretty big following on, like, TikTok and Instagram. Um, And seeing it from behind the scenes has just been really, really interesting of the impact that she's been able to have. She's a, she's a Christian influencer and the people that she's reached with the gospel and just all these different things of I'm like it can be used for such good purposes, right. and like that I, pays I, her I think, like income and stuff.
0: So this is great topic. I'm glad you brought this up because I I go to a weekly old old guys group. Have we have breakfast every week? It's very and, cute. And guys. I brought I brought this subject up about how much your generation, from my perspective, lives on their phones, mm-hmm. and everybody at the table was like, All right, no, "Oh, no. know. can't believe you know. They just these kids just need to get off their phones and stuff." And And I was like, but you don't understand. My daughter has meaningful relationships and connections with people via text groups, Mm -hmm. via, you know, these... That's
1: how I say connected to all my friends in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, via these Snapchats and these other things that they have out there, you know. I don't know what all these things are. I
1: like how you called it the Snapchats. You know,
0: and all that. And I think the reason that most... We're so hypocritical. I know Gen Xers are so hypocritical. I'm gonna call them out right now because (laughs) because we are so angry about social media, but every one of us are on Facebook, where it's that is the Facebook is the most toxic
1: pool of them. I don't have a Facebook. Dad runs our Facebook because I can't do it.
0: It is literally the most toxic platform of all the social medias.
1: I can't handle it.
0: Yeah. My my TikTok once you taught me how to filter it properly. Oh my gosh,
1: guys! My father on TikTok <laughs> is one of the top five funniest things to me. My, in my TikTok
0: life. is great. It's uplifting and funny, and people people are so creative and talented. TikTok,
1: yes, TikTok it's is great.
0: awesome. But everybody wants to be like, all oh, TikToks is just for blah blah blah, and, and, you, know, Don't and you know, sex that? It's and the Chinese all overwords. these, you know, Chinese people are trying to hack us and all this <laughs> stuff, and Russians and yeah, you know, I you mean. Know. I mean, come on, really? So, so I'm in agreement. I think that our generation doesn't quite understand how to use social media properly, and all they see is all the politicalness and all of the hate yeah. and all this, the the bile that is spewed out yeah. on, on places like Facebook. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay, let's do let's do another one. We got we got time for another one
1: um this one's a little bit heavier so if people and this is specific i feel like i'm gonna talk about this from a female perspective so if like maybe a little bit more intense topics like okay. upset you or trigger you Let's do it. like you can fast forward so i want to talk about and this is like a very like close and personal issue um because of social issues and projects that i'm involved with, i want to talk about young women dating and i've luckily like haven't had experiences with this but i want to talk about sexual assault and young women and kind of how yeah. dads can approach that Um, So I am heavily involved in my city with human trafficking and like sexual assault awareness and just lots of different stuff and different nonprofits. And so I've had my hand kind of in this for a while. Um, But the most recent statistic is that one in four women will get sexually assaulted in their lifetime and like Uh, one in six will be raped. And oftentimes there's a high statistic of that. A lot of that is in an intimate partner relationship. Yeah. So I just, I want to talk a little bit from, from a young person's perspective of, and I luckily, like, never had to deal with that or I've never experienced, like, that before. Um, but the conversations that I've had with my female friends of what are the – like, it isn't, like – it is insane the safety protocols I take with my female friends when they go out on a date through with a guy that they don't know yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's just crazy stuff like that that I don't think people realize that women oftentimes have to go through. And so it's just – we just need to talk about it more because it's yeah, way too common. And,
0: and it is. It's horrible. You're so correct. And, and I don't know as a dad and as a Gen Xer, but just as a dad, I, I how do you, how do you protect your daughter without being overbearing yeah, or without making, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, and I even see it with a lot with your generation and it's, and it's been with women throughout all the generations, mm. but within your generation, I see it where they get into really unhealthy relationships, Mm -hmm. and there's, I would I would call it non consensual rape on a regular basis of boyfriends with girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, Facebook is the place where people spew out all the stuff. But I, I, a girl that, you know, you and I all know that that went to camp with us years ago and stuff. You know, she 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 really struggled and came out, and we're not we're not naming any names, but she was like. My boyfriend sexually, physically, and emotionally abused me for years. And I was like, wow, you know, this is, you know, and my heart just went out to her. But, you know, I'm a 52-year-old man. I can't, you know, I I, I just wanted to reach out and give her a big hug and tell her you have value and God loves you and it's going to be okay. And maybe that's what she needed. I don't don't know. But, man, you know, my heart just went out and I'm thinking, how do I? You know, how do we support and help her other yeah. than get around other get other women around her yeah. that can lift her up and, and girls like her that are going through that? And yeah. I know that's really what your passion is. No,
1: 100%. I, yeah, I work with, like I said, I work with women who have come out of human trafficking and I work with women who have been sexually assaulted. Um, and I think one of the main things that we commonly hear is my father was never around or my father though i watched my dad treat my mom this way and i thought that's how Um, men treated me and so fatherlessness talking about my generation is my generation has the highest fatherlessness i think it was named out of 2020 by the cdc or one of the government organizations of fatherlessness is one of the biggest crises they've named it a crisis facing my generation wow is the lack of fathers involved in the home. And so I would say to that of, I think for me, it's kind of a two-part thing of one, really addressing fatherlessness of that we need fathers. Like, I think oftentimes when people, when we start talking about issues like sexual assault and like all of this of the responses, men are trash and like, we don't need men. Like, no, it's actually the opposite of we need, we need godly men. We need men. You know what I mean? We need fathers. Right. Um, and so I think that recognizing the value and the importance, I don't think we talk about it enough of like that father's play in women's lives, regardless if you're their biological dad or not, um, we so desperately need fathers because that's I mean I, t- I told Wesley all the time. I told him when we first started dating, I said, I said, Wesley, my standards are high because of who my dad is. I said, my dad is one of I told him I was like, my dad's the first guy I was ever in love with. I said he was my first ever. He was my first ever like show of what does a man look like? How does a man treat his wife? How does, how does a woman deserve to be treated by a man? I said, and my dad treated me like a princess. And so I told him, I was like, dude, my standards were high and Wesley's far and exceeded what I thought even could be. Um, But fathers play such a crucial role in especially daughters and young women's lives of what, what is appropriate, like what is okay. Like all those different stuff. So I think one, It's the real lack of fatherlessness that needs addressed. And two, I would say on the flip side of the importance that we have in raising up men of character, I think is really, really important. Of That's, I think, oftentimes, like I said, because I've worked with these women, oftentimes these women, like, don't want men around them. And you know what? They have every right to kind of be in that space. And so, um. Because of kind of the work that I do with like human trafficking victims, uh, human trafficking survivors and things like that. Oftentimes we have really caring and wonderful men that are like, how can I help? And it's not appropriate for them to be around these women because of the trauma that they've been through. Right. Um, but there are definitely other areas and ways that they can serve. And I think one of the biggest ways is making sure that you're helping, whether it's involved through a church or a different program, that you're raising up good, like good men. You know what I mean? I think that... Right. I think that if we address those two issues, um, those can be things that can drastically reduce that. And I don't want to skim over of there are really high statistics of, of men being sexually assaulted too. And so that is, that is a, I feel like that's also like a not talked about issue. Um, but I don't want to speak to that as I'm, as I'm not a male. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think that that's something that really just weighs, on me. And obviously that's a lot of the work that I do and that's something that the Lord's really put on my heart is to kind of serve that community of people. Um, But there are things that we can do about it. And I think sometimes when we talk about such an overwhelming issue like sexual assault or human trafficking or things like that, it feels so big that it feels untouchable. Um, But as I've gotten farther in that sphere and I have started to work with these people, I've actually like I have so much abounding hope for our city, for our state and for these people. Because I'm like, no, this actually this issue is beatable. You know what I mean? But yeah. we just need to start to address it. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. As a dad, like, I don't know kind of like what your thoughts on that are. But I mean, I know. you. Well, I, th- like- I
0: think it's important for for dads to just be aware that this goes yeah. on to to guard and protect your daughter yeah. in a healthy way and encourage her. And I, I guess as we start to wrap up the podcast for today. Tori, could you take a minute and just speak to those women that are listening to this podcast? Oh God, I'm, gonna cry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I literally in This is why Tori's bawling part, too. So,
0: so could you just take a minute and speak to those girls yeah. and and just encourage them, let them know they have value, uh, and just, you know, maybe they don't have yeah. a father in their life. Maybe yeah. they've never had a father in their life. Uh, maybe they have been in one bad relationship after yeah. another bad relationship, um. Take just a couple minutes and and just begin to speak some hope and encouragement yeah, to them.
1: Um. I think one last thing before before I do that is, um, something that anyone can do, but especially fathers or men can do is, if a woman comes to you with their story, you need to lay aside preconceived notions or opinions because that is the scariest thing that any any person can do is to share that horror. And to just really create an open and vulnerable space where you celebrate the fact that they came forward. You know what I mean? Regardless of of just different things. Um, People have, and I'm not trying to get super political on here, but people have a lot of raging opinions about the Me Too movement. Um, And that's something that my generation has had a lot of opinions about um, (laughs) in different things. But I think something that beautiful that has come out of the Me Too movement of it has created a space of safety for people to finally come forward with their stories. And so I think it's very important that when people do start to come forward with their stories, that they are met with safety and their courage is celebrated. Amen. Awesome. So yeah, to anyone who, who maybe that's, this is hit home or just kind of different things. You are so valuable. You are not what's happened to you. You are not a victim to what's happened that you are a survivor of something so horrific that you have purpose, you have value, and I'm so sorry if you if you've spoken up about this and you maybe haven't been believed, or just different things like that, that that we see you, that this is your kinda this is your sign and this is kind of the call out that you've been waiting on that like, hey, I'm not drowning in this. I'm not alone in this. So I just I'm sending you the biggest hug right now. The biggest virtual hug. The the warmest squeeze and cuddle of you are not alone and You are so much more than what's happened to you, that you are not defined by this. I cannot shout that enough of you will not be defined by this. You will not be defined by what's happened to you, that you get to write your story.
0: Yep. And I just want to say to all the dads out there, your past failures don't define your future. It can start tonight. It can start tomorrow. Uh, Where you can affirm your daughter, you can affirm your son, uh, you can affirm those that are around you, encourage them, lift them up, let them know how proud you are of them, compliment them in the little things and not just the big things, Uh, you know, let them know what you value about them, you know, Uh, when my kids were younger, I used to do this, I should probably continue to still do this, I don't know why I stopped doing it. But I used to go into each of their room and I would tell them three things that I'm really proud about them about that they do really well and compliment them on three things. Just think of three things that your daughter does really well uh, and go in and tell her that she does those well and affirm her that direction from from your sons as well, too. So I would just encourage all the dads that are listening to this podcast. Don't let past failures define what your future is going to be so. I think I think we're gonna wrap Sorry, up. Sorry, my
1: phone went off. That's okay. I literally just proved all the points about Gen Z and their phones. <laughs> OMG! Yeah, I feel like we need it on a lighter note. We got pretty intense over there. It's
0: okay. It's okay. It's okay to get intense every once in a while.
1: No. But we should probably put out another episode really quickly if so they have something else to listen to in case this is like super sad.
0: Wait it's not that this is sad. I w I wanna so uh, you know, if we're gonna, if this is I think between I literally
1: just burped into the mic, so I'm really sorry if I got caught or picked up if this not the room the moment. If
0: this is between X and Z and this is truly the Ys of life, sometimes you're gonna have very serious topics you talk about. So true. Okay.
1: Oh, my gosh. You can hear our dog. This is so embarrassing. This is why we need likes and comments and subscribes so we can get a our studio.
0: <laughs> hey, our studio is fine. Our
1: studio is good.
0: All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Between X and Z. Tune dad. in
1: next week. We love you. Yeah.
0: Tune in next week. Bye. Whether your design need is personal for your business or for your nonprofit organization,
1: Heather Clark Design has you covered. From logo design to marketing materials to brochures and direct mailers to web banners and web elements to print and social media advertising to showroom and trade show displays, we can work together to finalize your design from initial concept to production. I am easy to reach, I am flexible, and I can meet your deadline. And I am significantly more budget-friendly than a typical design firm. You can find me at www.heatherclark.com. If you're listening to this, that means that you survived another episode of Between X and Z, yes, Z Podcast. We are made so it. proud of you. We
0: are proud of you. Very
1: proud. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Between X and Z Pod. And for business inquiries, you can email us at Between X and Z Pod at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. I love all that between X and Z. What is between X and Z?
1: It's the wise of life, dad. We'll
0: see you next week.